from the North Devon coast to the Atlantic shores, from the tropical rainforests to the sunny Azores, from Icelandic wastelands to Australian deserts. This is Cauldron FM, where the magic really happens. Enter Merlin! But beware, do not interrupt his magic! Yes, hi and merry meet on this fantastic lead-up to Samhain, one of the most important festivals of the year. Let's start the show off in a packed show tonight with the sound of Andy Prince and something called Sunrise. Thank you. 
tower marks one of the two great doorways of the Celtic year. For the Celts divided the year into two seasons, the light and the dark, at Beltane on May the 1st and Samhain on November the 1st. Some believe that Samhain was the more important festival, marking the beginning of a whole new cycle, just as the Celtic day began at night. For it was understood that in the dark silence comes whisperings of new beginnings, the stirring of the seed below the ground. Whereas Beltane welcomes in the summer with joyous celebrations at dawn, the most magically potent time of this festival is November Eve, the night of October the 31st, known today, of course, as Halloween. With the rise of Christianity, Samhain was changed to Hallowmas, or All Saints' Day, to commemorate the spirits of the blessed dead who had been canonised that year. So the night before became popularly known as Halloween, All Hallows' Eve. November the 2nd became All Souls' Day, when prayers were to be offered to the souls of all who the departed and those who were waiting in purgatory for entry into heaven. Throughout the centuries, pagan and Christian beliefs intertwine in a gal oh, that's a big word, in a gallimaufry of celebrations from October the 31st through to November the 5th, all of which appear both to challenge the ascendancy of the dark and to revel in its mystery. In the country year, Samhain marked the first day of winter, when the herders led the cattle and sheep down from the summer hillside pastures to the shelter of stable and byre. The hay that would feed them during the winter must be stored in sturdy thatched ricks, tied down securely against storms. Those destined for the table were slaughtered after being richly devoted in the, to the gods in pagan times. All the harvest must be gathered in, barley, oats, wheats, turnips and apples, for come November, the fairies would blast every growing plant with their breath, blighting any nuts and berries remaining on the hedgerows. Peat and wood for winter fires were stacked high by the hearth. It was a joyous time of family reunion, when all the members of the household worked together baking, salting meat, and making preserves for the winter feasts to come. The endless horizons of summer gave way to a warm, dim, and often smoky room, the symphony of summer sounds was replaced by a counterpoint of voices, young and old, human and animal. In early Ireland, people gathered at the ritual centres of the tribes, for Samhain was the principal calendar feast of the year. The greatest assembly was the Feast of Tara, focusing on the royal seat of the High King as the heart of the sacred land, the point of conception for the new year. In every household throughout the country, hearth fires were extinguished. All waited for the druids to light the new fire of the year at a hill twelve miles to the northwest. At all the burning points of the Celtic year, the gods drew near to Bath at Samhain. So many sacrifices and gifts were offered up in thanksgiving for the harvest. Personal prayers in the form of objects symbolising the wishes of supplicants or ailments to be healed were cast into the fire and at the end of the ceremonies, brands were lit from the great fire of Tara to rekindle all the home fires of the tribe, as at Beltane. As they received the flame that marked this time of beginnings, people surely felt a sense of the kindling of new dreams, projects and hopes for the year to come. The Samhain fires continued to blaze down for centuries. In the 1860s, the Halloween bonfires were still so popular in Scotland that one traveller reported seeing 30 fires lighting up the hillsides all on one night, each surrounded by rings of dancing figures. 
a practice which continued up until the First World War. Young people and servants lit brands from the fire and ran around the fields and hedges of house and farm, while community leaders surrounded parish boundaries with a magic circle of light. Afterwards, ashes from the fires were sprinkled over the fields to protect them during the winter months, and of course they also improved the soil. The bonfire provided an island of light, with the oncoming tide of winter darkness keeping away cold, discomfort and evil spirits long before electricity illuminated our nights. When the last flames sank down, it was time to run as fast as you could home, raising the cry, The black sow without a tail take the hindmost. Even today, bonfires light up the skies in many parts of the British Isles and Ireland at this season. Although in many areas of Britain, their significance has, co-opted been, has been co-opted by Guy Fawkes Day, which falls on November the 5th and commemorates an unsuccessful attempt to blow up the English Houses of Parliament in the 17th century. Whatever the reason, there will probably always be a human need to make fires against the winter's dark. Samhain was a significant time for divination, perhaps even more so from May or Midsummer's Eve, because this was the chief of the three spirit nights. Divination customs and games frequently featured apples and nuts from the recent harvest, and candles played an important part in adding atmosphere to the mysteries. In Scotland, a child born at Samhain was said to be gifted with the two sights, commonly known as second sight or clairvoyance. Apple magic at the heart of the Celtic Otherworld grows an apple tree whose fruit has magical properties. Old sagas tell of heroes crossing the western sea to find this wondrous country, known in Britain as Avalon. At Samhain the apple harvest is in, and the old hearthside games such as apple bobbing called apple dunking in Scotland reflect the journey across the water to obtain the magical apples. The Apple and the Mirror before the stroke of midnight, sit in front of a mirror in a room lit only by one candle or the moon. Go into the silence and ask a question. Cut the apple into nine pieces. With your back to the mirror, eat eight of the pieces. Then throw the ninth over your left shoulder. Turn your head to look over the same shoulder and you will see in the magic mirror an image or symbol that will tell you your answer. Dreaming Stones Go to a boundary stream and with closed eyes take from the water three stones between the middle finger and thumb, saying these words as each is gathered. I will lift the stone as Mary lifted it for her son, for substance, virtue and strength. May this stone be in my hand till I reach my journey's end. Carry them home carefully and place them under your pillow. That night ask for a dream that will give you guidance or a solution to a problem and the stones will bring it to you. So now what I'd like to do is take a break, go into some messages, and when we come back, I'll give you the meditation that Glyn Williams has done for this time of year for Samhain. See if we can sort of uh, bring about a nice, relaxing vibe to this show. Catch you very shortly. From the heart of Middle Earth, the man with the magical fingers, Merlin. Sometimes we need an extra pair of hands when looking after an elderly relative, or we need a little help as we approach our twilight years. We specialise in providing a personal care service. Our experienced care team can provide assistance with bathing, shopping, meal preparation at reasonable and competitive rates. 
please contact Alison on 01271 864 886. Candor Care, providing care in the community. Warm, comforting, and crafted with love. Old world style and grace, handmade to your specifications. Each item is truly unique and all handmade. If you are looking for something bold and showy, or something just like Grandma used to make, search Cozy Crochet and Crafts on Facebook. Wish Upon a Star Weddings is a place where dreams come true. Our aim is to make your wedding day one of the most magical and memorable days of your life. We will assist in making your dreams into reality and make your special day as unique as you are. We create packages that are specifically designed for you and taking into account your budget, your day can be as modest or as lavish as you wish. You are in control. Choose venues from country mansions through to contemporary hotels with stunning views. Whatever you have in mind, we will be able to work with you to create something extra special. You can speak to Kim on 01271 862 944 or 07811 322 962 or you can email her at info at wishuponastarweddings.com. The Mrs. Mopp's range of chutneys and preserves includes traditional family recipes and our own creations using surprising new flavours in amazing combinations. All our chutneys are free from artificial preservatives and by always using the best locally sourced ingredients we are helping to maintain our local economy. Our range is continually growing and you can try them for yourself by booking one of our Come Taste With Me parties. You supply the wine and we'll even bring the crackers. To book a party, call us on 07581 735 769 or email admin at mrsmopschutneys.co.uk Oh, by the way, Mrs Mops Chutneys can now be bought from Nana Sue's on Ilfracombe High Street. After an hour working out in the gym, I really enjoy nothing more than relaxing with a healing massage therapy. Karen Fergaline of Little Birds is a fully qualified, fully insured massage therapist. But you don't have to go to the gym to enjoy one of the Little Birds treatments. You can enjoy an individual massage, reflexology or aromatherapy sessions. Or maybe you can host one of their pamper parties for you and a group of friends. Or you can organise yourself a group therapy session. To contact Karen, just give her a call on 07 969 564 258. Email her at littlebirdsmassage at gmail.com or visit her website at littlebirds-holistics.co.uk Cauldron FM, the sound of magic. Well, welcome back. Thank you for staying with me, ready for this Samhain meditation. What I would ask you to do, first of all, is to make sure that you're not wearing any particularly tight clothing. And also a word of caution, please do not, I repeat, do not, Listen to this part of the show whilst you're driving. People have been known in the past to listen to meditational tapes while they've been driving and they've ended up having horrendous accidents and I do not want that to happen to you. That's not something that I'm about. I would be most distressed if I found out that anybody had been listening to this and had an accident. Once you've got yourself a relaxed set of clothes on, you need also to find a very relaxing space. If you wish to sit on the floor cross-legged, by all means do so. If you wish to sit on a chair, please make sure that you can put both feet on the floor. Follow this uh, meditation for Samhain. So first of all, before you start, 
I want you to imagine a point of blue light hovering above your head, maybe about six inches above your head. And from that point of blue light, I would like you to create a pyramid of light. Blue light. First down the sides, and then around the base. And when you have that pyramid of light built around you, start to fill it from the base to the tip with pure white light. And I want you to breathe in the light. Breathe in the light and breathe out love. Breathe in the light and breathe out love. You are sitting at a table with other people in the communal meeting hall of a large village. The tables are loaded with delicious food and drink of all kinds. The hall is warm with the heat from the fire in the centre of the room. An elderly, distinguished-looking man rises and says a few words to the assembled company. Then everybody starts eating, drinking and chatting happily to one another. The elderly man moves to the door and opens it. It is dark outside and a little cool. The autumn air wafts into the hall, but the cold is kept at bay by the roaring fire. The man speaks again. On this night, the night of the dead, we invite you who have passed beyond the veil to join us in our celebration. Come of your own free will and be of good cheer, for you will find comfort and friendship here. Repeat these words silently in your own head. On this night, the night of the dead, we invite you who have passed beyond our veil to join us in our celebrations. Come of your own free will and be of good cheer, for you will find comfort and friendship here. The man returns to his place and sits down. He joins in the party with everybody else. Look around the hall. Is there anyone here who was not present at the start of the feast? Go up to them and make their acquaintance. Get to know them. See what they have to say. The time has now passed in which the dead might communicate with us, and they must now leave our party. One by one the spirits of our visitors move slowly back through the open door of the wall, and only those souls who were present at the beginning remain. And now you must return to objective reality, in the place and the time where you started your journey. Put your consciousness in the centre of your head, just behind your eyes, and when you are ready, open your eyes. Continue to breathe in the light and breathing out love. Breathe in the light and breathe out love. And slowly, gently, allow the light of the pyramid, the white light, the pure white light, to fade away, leaving you with just the vivid blue framework 
of the pyramid that you created. And then take away the base, allow it to disappear, and then the sides, until all you're left with is a point of vivid, bright blue light sitting about six inches above the top of your head, and then allow that to disappear. Know that you are perfectly secure, perfectly safe, perfectly at peace, and perfectly grounded. Perfectly secure, perfectly safe, perfectly at peace, and perfectly grounded. Blessed be. Now that brings us to the end of the meditation. And if you're all back with us, then uh, I'd like to play out with a nice piece of music. And thank you very, very much for being here. I hope you've enjoyed the show. hope you've enjoyed the meditation. And uh, I'll catch you again next time. And thank you to everybody that took part. Thank you to everybody who's contributed in one way, shape or form to this show. And uh, just so that you are aware, we are broadcasting on the internet. Um, if you go to vital.com and then look for Cauldron FM amongst the channels, then you'll be able to tune in and... More often than not, we're there 24 hours a day. And it's a nice place where pagans can go, pick up some information, listen to some great music, and uh, listen to my fellow presenter on the, on the shows, uh, Raven Moonshadow. If you want to get in touch with us, please feel free to drop us a line. Uh, you can email us at broadcaststudio at gmail.com or cauldronfm at gmail.com and we'll look forward to hearing from you if you want to uh, place an advert in the show or in any of the shows in fact or you want to tell somebody about something that you're doing please just feel free you know we can give you a quote to do an advert if it's a public information thing, we list it for free and we'll announce it for free. Tell every, tell your friends if you've enjoyed it. Uh, tune in to Cauldron FM, the sound of magic. And I'm the Merlin and I'd like to wish you love, light and blessing be.
I'm Emma and I like nothing more than sitting down and listening to Cauldron FM. Cauldron FM is a Moonshadow Media production. Yes, one take! Ha <laughs> ha!